This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Praise God. Is anybody excited to be in church tonight? Man, here we are again. God is so good. We got some good rain today. That was encouraging. Somebody said you only get a couple inches a year. Is that accurate? Is that about right? But not in here. (laughs) It's raining on the inside. Amen. Somebody say, it's raining on the inside. Praise God. Sometimes you have to release your faith in situations where you don't understand. And what that means is everything that we're encompassed about as human beings, that means our flesh, that means your name and, you know, what city you were born and your natural side, is that we always see things. And then we believe. But what's challenging is is sometimes you have to believe before you see. And that's called faith. And how many know we're in the fight of faith? It also says in Romans that the just shall live by faith. And so it also says in Romans that faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing By the word of God. So the more we put pressure on the word, the more we hear the word, the more of that seed gets on the inside of us. And then stuff starts to grow. And that's exciting. Then we can really sing, I receive your rain. But if you got nothing in the ground, if you don't got seed in there of the word of God, nothing's going to grow. So in times like this, you have to walk supernaturally in faith. And when I say times like this, I'm talking about end times. We live in perilous times. Have you checked it out? Just recently, somebody in Texas, there's bombs and this this crazy stuff going on. There's more violence than ever. There's wars and rumors of wars. How many know that this place could be the safest place in the next few weeks? We all might congregate here just to stay safe. I'm coming to Barstow. You've got cement walls. We might have to pack in, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying we've got God. There's a remnant and there's, a, there's something called faith. But here's the interesting thing about faith is that you can hear, 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 and hear, but never do, 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 or do. So with faith comes action. You can hear, but faith is released by doing. So many of the times we get kind of stuck in the doing part. There's many believers that have speaker problems. You can release faith by what? Your mouth. Like right now, you could just release faith with me. Everybody raise your hands and say, Lord, I declare I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You just released faith in an area of your life that you're saying, I need his strength. And it's powerful. And so sometimes when we get into revivals, we get into meetings, we have to continue to expect and to release our faith during the day because it's up to us to keep the action going. Amen? God's here. He, he's wanting to move. He's wanting to pour out. And it, faith comes by hearing, but is released by doing and speaking. Amen? And so things that we see normally, things that are obviously things we're seeing, are what we're believing. But God is saying, listen, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporary. How many know that means your situation? (laughs) Aren't you glad? 
that your situation right now is just temporary. That means it's not going to last. It's just a time that you just got to keep walking. You got to keep moving forward. A moving target is harder to hit. Come on, somebody. If you're moving forward and you're coming and you're doing your stuff, you're releasing faith, God will show up. But the things which are, seen, are not seen are eternal. Aren't you glad for that? So that means things like heaven. That means things like miracles. You can't see your miracle. Can anybody see their miracle tonight? Could you let me know? You can't really see it in the natural, can you? All the time, if you're believing for it. But faith says... I can. Faith says, I can receive that miracle. Faith says, I can receive that my lost son or daughter needs to be in the house. Faith says, my whole family can serve God. It believes in the impossible. It gives you an address in heaven. It gives you the right to do something. Aren't you glad for faith? I am glad for faith. And so a lot of times in the church, we've got a lot of believers, but not a lot of speakers. The speaker wires are disconnected. The speaker wires are frayed, and all you got to start doing is connecting the speaker wires to the speaker and begin to start releasing heaven. Remember, we're talking about what's on the inside has to get out to the outside. And so tonight, what the Holy Ghost is wanting you to know is that there's a way to do that that's way simpler than trying to, uh, you know, go into the next movement or the next revival or awakening, but it's your mouth that will determine where you're going. Is that powerful? I am so glad for the word of faith that finally said that we could receive something. For years, I thought everything was up to God, and man, this is it, and I was created this way. I was born in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. The gospel guy. The preacher was born in Devil's Lake. Boy, he must have had a plan. Come on, somebody. Amen? He loves me. But it's releasing our faith. God wants to have us expect the best, the impossible things in our lives. And sometimes it's easy to look at the seen and not the unseen. So I want to take you over here to Galatians 6 and 9. If you could go over there real quick. I love Galatians, man. This is a good chapter. Your harvest is right below your nose. It's that close. Everybody point to your nose. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. <laughs> Say, my harvest is two inches away. <laughs> you start talking about your harvest. You start expecting your harvest. You start calling those things that be not as though they were. Now we're talking. I'm, am I at a faith church tonight? We're just reigniting this. Don't say, I've just heard this before, because this is going to be new and fresh. Amen? Those who have ears to hear, let them hear, because I'm going to tell you what, miracles are going to break out when faith rises in a building. It'll make you want to swing out over hell, spit in the devil's eye on a corn stalk and come right back. It'll make a pit bull want to challenge a chihuahua, or a chihuahua to uh, challenge a pit bull. A little chihuahua could go up against a pit bull with, with faith, amen? Faith has attitude. If your mama's got attitude, she might have faith, or she just might be Latina, I don't know. But faith's got attitude. Faith walks a little higher. It walks, stomps around a little bit. You can have faith tonight. It's going to rise up in this building like a flood. Amen? So I love Galatians 6 9. It warns us and tells us this. And let us not be weary in well doing. Are we doing some good stuff in Barstow? Your church has done it. They're doing good. Do not be weary. I love this. 
this for in due season. You will reap if you faint not. Come on, somebody. When I was reading this today, that word faint hit me. And how I don't know, this was maybe four or five months ago. I was on YouTube, and for some reason or something, I was stumbled on this particular breed of goats. And when these goats would get startled, like you have a little goat right here, and this particular person would go, hey! And the goat would just go, the tongue would hang out, and he'd be... And I thought, well, this is a sick trick. I thought maybe they were shocking him from a secret little cord or something. I was looking. And then another one, there was this guy had a, a blowhorn. There's about 30 of these little goats running around. And he went, Bam! and all 30 of these goats. And it's a feigning goat breed. Who would want a feigning goat breed? I don't know. But I got to thinking about that, and it's kind of like Christians in church. We come in, we get built up, we hear the faith message, we hear the love message, we hear all of this fancy stuff. But yet when Satan comes, and he gets a little bark, and he scares us, we just go. How many know we don't want to be fainting Christians? When you faint, you can't harvest. And there's a lot of people that are ruled by fear. Fear is a killer of faith. It's, it's just opposite. It's not, it's not co-adhesive. It's not, a, it's not a good chemical compound. Faith and fear are just completely different. And so tonight, the waves of faith want to rise up because we've got to start speaking some things into existence. I want you to go to Romans 4 real quick. This is good stuff. And listen, in revival, every night is different. There's a flow. There's things happening. If you've got something, man, just... You know, talk to pastor and we could work it out. I mean, this is good stuff. But I want you to go to Romans 4. Don't faint. Tell your neighbor, don't faint. Because if you don't faint, you will reap in due season. How many want to reap? I want to reap. I want to be a good reaper. You know, as pastor was taking that pledge drive tonight, last night was a little harder for me. But tonight, it was kind of fun. I was like, I'm learning to reap. Some people can't receive. It's hard. It, sometimes it is because you're trying to be what they call humble. But there's something called false humility, too, that says, I don't need your help. I'm good. I got it put together. I can do it. Since I went into full-time ministry, I have found out that I cannot have that attitude. <laughs> you got to totally trust God in everything. How many of you are trusting God for your rent check this month? Me, too. And so what you do is how you release faith over that. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release faith and I call that money in for my rent this, this month. How many believe in for healings? You release it right here. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release by Jesus' stripes. I am healed. I call it in. I want this stuff. I know you did it. So here it is. You just keep, you keep talking. A quiet mouth could be disqualification. My mom used to say quiet mouths don't get fed. If you don't speak up, you're not going to get fed. Amen? I know I'm talking to a talking church. Amen? Talk back. Come on, say amen. That's what I want to hear. Come on. This is what I love. It's the story of Abraham. It says, There it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise, might be sure to all the seed, 
Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. How many know he's our father of faith? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead. Remember what that is. That's resurrection. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. How many sometimes you get, it doesn't look good. We need hope. Even Abraham, against hope, he still believed that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. And it says, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, everybody say not weak. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Listen, God was working with some elders here. And that means faith, it doesn't matter if you're 100 years old or 200, it still works. You don't, you're not disqualified by your age. And here's Abraham and Sarah. And then it says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Everybody say strong in faith. Say this, I don't want to be weak in faith. I want to be strong in faith. Giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. There's some big words in here. Staggered not. Strong faith, fully persuaded. Do you think they were in faith? Absolutely. And it says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to him it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, I'm telling you, when there's believers in a room tonight, when there's believers in the room tonight, there's faith in the building. There's faith here right now. There's faith for miracles. You take faith times one, two, three, however many, we got faith times at least 110, I bet you. And that's power. That means things can shake, heavens will move, and God will stop for a church on Wednesday night that actually uses their faith and says, I know I've got to release something tonight. It's my voice. It's my mouth. And I'm going to say, Satan, you don't have me no more. I'm a child of the King. I walk by faith, not by sight. The devil can look ugly and nasty, and he can come in many forms. Of addictions and meth and marijuana and alcohol. He can come in many forms. But the spirit of faith says, no, you can't have me. I want you to go to John 4. We're going to talk a little bit more tonight. That's a setup. Say, that's a setup for this next scripture in John 4. And I'm going to have the media team get that video ready. We talked a little bit last night about this living water. This well. Jesus is going into a place that he shouldn't have gone, really. The Samaritans and the Jews didn't get along. They didn't have dealings with each other. But Jesus was an evangelist. He was all five. But that day, he says, I've got to go over to Samaria. So he sits on this well, and a lady comes to drink. This lady comes to draw from the well. Jesus, it doesn't say he came and was thirsty. It says he was wearied from his journey. But, he, but the lady, we do know, wanted water. Then they had this little conversation, and it was kind of like this. The woman says, I want water. Or, or Jesus says, I want you to give me water. She says, well, I can't deal with you because you're the wrong color. You, you know, you're, it's, a racial, it's a racial thing. There's, there's something going on. And then so they're having this conversation, and Jesus says, if you only knew the gift of God, 
you would have asked me to give you living water. So how many of you know in that scripture the Holy Spirit's telling us she had no clue? And you see that because Jacob's well was there. Jacob's well is still there, and it dries up every summer. How many know a well can be depleted? It's just a little thing of water. It can only serve so many people. It can only serve a group of people for a certain amount of time, and then it's just Jacob's well gets dry in the summer. So here's this conversation. The lady at the woman of, at the the lady at the well is not really knowing what Jesus is saying. And I want to pick it up from verse. Let's see, verse, go over here. Let's do verse 13. It says, Jesus answered and said, oh, first of all, let's go up to 11. Let's go up to 11. It it, it says, the woman saith unto him, sir, you don't have nothing to draw with. The well is deep, from whence then hast thou the living water? She's curious about the water, but she doesn't quite know what the living water is. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? She's putting a religious tone on this that tradition was overbearing what Jesus was trying to give her in living water. She was focused on Jacob, what it used to do. How many people we know are still caught up in the old ways? What are you drinking from your old well? Where are you hanging out? Where's your well? What's your well doing for you? It's habitual things. We go through the motions every day. We get in this little rat wheel. But Jesus is saying this. Listen, I've got something more for you than just well water. I've got something that will quench your thirst the rest of your life. And it's going to be great. Here's what it says. We're tapping into eternal life tonight. But whosoever drinketh of this water, that shall I give him, shall never thirst But the water that I shall give him shall be in him, everybody say in him, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That is a spring well. That means there's stuff always bubbling up. That means there's something going on in that water and with that water, and it's eternal life. This is salvation right here. Jesus is, up to that time, everything was a symbolic thing in the Old Covenant. Even their sins, they had to... You all know this part. They all had to sacrifice lambs and sheep and, and, you know, cut their throats. And we did that out in the Navajo Nation. Levi, one of the guys says, if you ever want to like one of our Navajo girls, you've got you to butcher how many? Eighteen sheep. He says, you can't marry them, but you've got to do, you got to cut eighteen sheep. <laughs> exactly. Levi said, I'm good. I don't, I'm good. But he's got two or three under your belt now. Two? He's got two sheep that he's slit the throat. Because when they celebrate Easter, they do a spotless lamb. They cut the throat. They drain the blood out of it. I was sitting in the car watching. I mean, not watching. I couldn't even deal with it. Levi's out there cutting it and kind of nasty stuff. But this is how the trespass sin. I mean, this is all symbolic stuff. These are all things that people were used to. Uh, and... Quite honestly, I'm glad that that's not happening now. Aren't you glad you didn't have to bring Fluffy in here tonight? And You know, we have a little holding area over here, and, you know, we'd have to all wait our turn and turn and burn, and these sheep are getting nervous, and we're trying to do worship, and all you hear is, you know, we're like, we went right in tonight, man. We went right into the river. Symbolic traditions of man's ways. This is the old covenant we're talking about. There was stuff going on, the sheep and... And I'm pretty sure the sheep are glad too. I mean, sheep sales 
farming went way down after Jesus came around, but for that moment, they were raising some animals out there. They had oxen and all these different offerings. I'm so glad tonight that we have been set free from the old law. Don't got to do that no more. But it, but it was a symbolic thing of an outward nature, a temporary fulfillment. What are we doing in our lives that's a temporary fulfillment? Always longing for more, always trying to gain more, but never fulfilled. It's salvation. It's knowing that we have a spring and not just a well. And so Jesus is talking about this. He's going, the woman saith unto sir, give me this water that I thirst not. So that I don't have to come and draw anymore. Jesus said unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. Here's where we find out that the rubber met the road. Because she didn't understand the new way of eternal life. But she did understand that a prophet could read her mail and tell her what bad things she did. So Jesus went there. If she would have got the first stage of this and just received eternal life, if that woman would have said, yes, Lord, I believe. And said she would have asked for forgiveness, repented from her sins, received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, we wouldn't have had to go down this road. But Jesus says, listen, because you're drinking dead water, because you're drinking well water, and you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, we're going to have to go there. So he, you know the scenario, you know the whole scene. Jesus says, go get your husband. She says, I have no husband. And she, Jesus says, you said right, you had five husbands, and he who you're now with is not even your husband. In that saidest thou truly. Then the woman said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Her ears went up. She was sin conscious. There's many churches that just preach about sin. You're going to go to hell. You're not going to make it because you're a bad person. Well, that's not what we preach around here. We preach that salvation comes, changes your life. Faith radically changes your life because you can receive the eternal life. That's you tonight. That's you. Aren't you glad for good pastors and good word? I'm just building another layer of what you've already heard tonight. It's awesome. Then Jesus says, uh, Jesus saith unto her, then they get into this conversation about true worship. God is a spirit. It came, it came down to a worship thing. You know, she was saying, all you can do is worship in, in Jerusalem. Jesus is like, no, the true worshipers are going to arise that you worship him in spirit and in truth. There's that word spirit. I want you to go to John 5. So we're talking about a well, a pool, and we're going to talk about rivers tonight. It's time to unlock some rivers. But you've got to have faith for it. After that, it's verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. How many know that there was a lot of people hanging out here that had a lot of problems? Hanging out by a pool. So let's say you weren't hanging out by the well, where you're just getting a cup of water now and again, and then leaving and then coming back. But let's say you're hanging out at a pool. You're hanging out with the blind the halted, the impotent, and you're waiting for something. You're waiting for a stirring and a moving of the water. This, this is another location of where you're hanging out. What are you doing on Saturday night? What are you doing on Friday night? The Lord would want to say tonight, we've got to check our pool status. We don't want to get comfortable with pool living. If we get comfortable with pool living, that means we've got our fancy drink, 
We got our towels, we got our little flip-flops, we got our sunglasses, we got our suntan lotion, and we're just hanging out at the pool with the same people that are dying. We don't want that. We want to be something better. We want to have something to give out. Amen? We don't want to be around the halted, the impotent, the lame. We've got to identify who we're around. And Jesus, this story gets really good. We're going to keep reading. I'm just putting pressure on the Word tonight. It says, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. That's called temporary blessing. You can just have an angel come around in a season. You don't really know when, how. And then it says, and troubles the water. Whoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. I've always wondered that that looks good for the person that got in. But what about the people that didn't get in? They were left with the same problem. And then I was thinking, wouldn't it have been nice if if an usher or somebody would have at least taken the worst case scenarios and made a line and got it organized to where at least the worst case could get in and then they could do it one at a time? No, it was a competition. If you're not hanging out with people that complete you and all they do is compete with you, you've got to check your pool. You want people that are going to complete you. Brian Besser Ministries is in partnership with a church that completes us, that helps us, and vice versa. You're a part of. We're a part of each other. This thing is good. Like Pastor said, it's not emotional. It's spiritual. I like that. I like that. A lot of teaching. And so your pool has a lot to do with how you are and where you're at in life. And you don't, the good news is, in this Jesus Moment when he's coming on the scene, he's trying to change the mindset of a symbolic way into an eternal way. Saying you don't need an angel or anything to stir up the water, but Jesus can come on the scene and stir your water up. And now things are happening. Because when you get water moving, it doesn't get stagnant. A pool of water can get nasty and ugly. And it attracts disease. Are you attracting diseased people? I'm not talking about, like, cancer and stuff. I'm talking about mentally. The drinkers around and the the different sins and the different... What is your... If it's just a pond that's not stirred up, you can attract things that are not good for your pool. So I want to show you something. Last year we were in uh, Mammoth Springs, Arkansas. Anybody Arkies in here tonight? Anybody? All right. Any Missourians? Yeah, Barbara, yeah, Levi. So what I did was, we went to the, the pastor took us to this place called Mammoth Springs. And what it was, it was a spring of water. Remember eternal life, right? Spring of water. Everybody say spring. Do this. Move your fingers. Spring of water. Salvation, eternal life. There, that's in you. You're saved tonight. So that's, you're, you're doing it. When everybody's saved, we do the teaching. So you just do this. You've you're, you got to bubble up. You're, you're, you're on fire. you got that in there. So this is... One side of this pond, it was an earth, the earth would bubble up, and it's just giving a, a, a thousands of gallons of water just sitting there. But what do you notice about that? Go ahead, tell me a little bit. It's stagnant. This is a picture of the American church. They have people coming and going, not checking out who they're hanging out with, and there's disease in that pond. In fact, the pastor said that nothing on that side could live. 
fish can't even be in there because it's dead. How can you be dead and help other dead people? Tonight the Lord is coming in to stir your pool. And in a little bit He's going to make it something a lot better and it's called a river. We're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost tonight. The end result is the Holy Ghost and fire. Because we're talking about what's on the Needs to get out on the... We don't want that on the outside. It's sad. Nothing lives. Frogs can't live in there. But what's an interesting situation is on the other side of this, there's a big waterfall. I want, I want to show, the, show that one next. And I want you to crank up the volume on this one because it's awesome. The dead pond was on the other side. Yeah, crank it up. A little more. I want to hear that water tonight. I want it to get our spirit. There it is. So on the other side of that dead pond, we've got millions of gallons of water coming off of that, that waterfall. And the pastor said over there that right now what you're seeing is oxygenated water. Instantly that water's moving around, doing something. Doing something. Things are happening. It's not just dead water anymore. It's not a pool. It's turning to a river. And right now, there's stuff that's living in there. They said some of the best trout fishing in Arkansas happens right there. And you guys get to witness a guy catch one. You ready? In about two minutes, you're going to see a guy catch that. Tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to just locate your pond. And He wants to say, you don't got to wait for a stirring. You don't got to wait for an angel. You don't got to wait for a season. Your season is tonight, and tonight you can have what you say. Isn't this beautiful? Millions of gowns. We walked right across that thing right there. We were taking pictures and looking at this, and the Lord immediately shared with me these scriptures. There's the guy fishing. He was reeling them in, Holy I bet he was catching three, four at a time, just letting them go. I thought, what's he letting them go for? We got to eat them. I guess they call it catch and release. How many know the church doesn't catch and then release? We catch and we keep you at Barstow here, at High Desert. There he goes. The cleanest water, the most oxygenated water, and the best fishing right there. This guy just, he's so nonchalant, he just shows up. He, how many know when you're fishing in the right pond, you're going to catch fish? All right, you can start. I never want you to forget the sound of that river. Because you've got rivers in you. I am not talking tonight to dead pond people. You are not dead pawns. You are tired of being dead. You've been resurrected in Him. And there's something about ready that wants to get out from the inside to the outside. And I'm looking at the best tonight. And you're ready to do. And here's the thing. Rivers can help you. Rivers can clean you. Rivers are oxygenated. Rivers have living things in them. We're called to be fishers of men. This guy was not fishing in the dead pond area. He wasn't. But I'm going to tell you what, we can go to the dead ponds. We can show up like Jesus and say, be made whole. Take up your mat and walk. 
You shall be whole. We can go in because we've got living water on the inside of us, which is now mobile. We are mobile living water containers. And when we start moving around and we get our water involved and we start saying, you know what? I can witness today. I can do some things. People around us are going to start sensing the refreshing of our living water right up in here because we got the Spirit. So you can have the eternal life, but without the Spirit, you could turn into a dead pond. Rivers affect counties below where it's flowing. You might not even know who you're affecting when your river's flowing. You might be talking to somebody, and that somebody talks to somebody, that somebody talks to somebody, and pretty soon you got 150 people that have heard faith words, that have heard hope for the first time. Your rivers can go downstream. It can affect towns. You can supply water to towns you don't even know about down that way. But with a pond, you're contained. You're, 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 you're stifled in a well. It gives you something, but there's more to it. And tonight, I want you to go to John 7. Here's where it gets kind of good. Say it's going to get good. Praise God. I love John 7. We can read in here in verse 37. I love this. You notice Jesus was always hanging around feasts and food and different things. That's, that's an interesting study right there in itself. Verse 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Here we have the promise of the Holy Spirit right below that it says, but he spoke of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. There is a super promise in the Bible about the Holy Ghost. Jesus left this earth but he didn't leave us hopeless or helpless. But he said, if you stick around, he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And he said, it's, this, it's, it's the same. It says, I'll baptize you with fire. And it's the Holy Ghost and fire. How many know we need the fire of God? We need that. And I believe tonight that there's just some people that don't understand all about the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And some people, you know, they make fun of it or they say, those people are crazy. I'd rather receive any free gift that God offers than saying no to it. And so the Lord wants to invade us tonight, and He wants to stir your pond up and make it a river. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to make it to where you've got the power of God on the inside of you, so that when you speak out in tongues, you're speaking mysteries directly to God. And tonight's your night. And I believe that if we don't understand it, we don't accept it or receive it, it takes faith to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like the gifts of healing or the gift of healing, you have to have faith that God can and will. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to even please Him. But then it says you first must believe that He is and that He's the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. How many know we've been speaking this week? We need the Holy Ghost tonight to fill some folk because when you get filled, your river on your side of town is going to be a lot stronger. 
And that river is going to go reach more people. I don't know why. It's really strong over here tonight. We got a strong side. We got a left side. We got a right side. We got a, but that, right, I've been speaking over here. I think there's some people right over here tonight that need the Holy Ghost. It can be for kids. It says it's a promise for you, your children, your grandchildren, to them who are afar off. How I many know 2,000 years ago in Barstow, California, when they were looking this way, we're afar off. We're a ways away from them way back there. It's for everybody. It's a promise. It's a gift. It's something you actually need. It's kind of like if you were trying to fight Satan with a squirt gun. And he came at you all bold and buffed, and he was looking nasty. He's got the red horns going on. He's got the tail and the pitchfork. He's giving you everything, and you kind of pull up on him, and you go, Get thee behind me, Satan. You know those dumb things always break, too. You're just like... You kind of douse him a little bit with water, and he gets kind of like, oh, man, you know, he gets a little wet. He pulls on you. He comes back at you, and you just keep going. How many know that's not effective fighting? The Lord's given us the power of the Holy Ghost. And some of that, that addiction, some of that thing you're dealing with, some of the alcohol that you're dealing with, you need the power of God. You need the Holy Ghost to help you fight these battles. These inward things. So you kind of need an Uzi, man. You need to kind of start spraying when Satan comes. Just be like, and you're done. Just like that. And so it's a power gift. It's something that you need. It's something you should desire. And if you've never done it before, you've never you know, been a, a, a offered to receive it, you can receive it tonight. It's completely free. We've got a lot of people this week that got born again, but the rivers of living water are what's next. This is the time where it's good fighting material. It's good stuff. You are communicating with God. It gives you so much power. I couldn't operate in ministry the way I do if I didn't speak in tongues. It's unlocking stuff. Mysteries. Things in your life that you don't know what's going to happen. You just start... Man, I'm telling you what, it's just stirring me up right now. You can connect to that spirit, man. It's your spirit's language. With the inspiration of the Holy Ghost on the other end of that thing, you can, some people I've laid hands on before, and it's like, I touch them and I say, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, receive it now. And, and, and I told the one guy one time, I was touching his, his head, and he was really struggling. He, had his, he was clenched down, and uh, he was just all tight and wadded up. I said, brother, okay, just relax, man. He's like, okay. Kind of relaxed. He got in there, kind of gave him a little massage. Like, okay, you're going to be all right. Kind of laid it on there again, and he's getting all like, all right. He goes, what do I do? I said, just receive it. You've got to move your tongue, right? So I go, let's do this again. So I said, he's in. And he, he looks at me, he goes. <laughs> We've had some doozies in line. I'm going to say, it's, it's like an adventure. There's been some people that, you know, they, they, they try to speak in a different language. Some people try to speak Mexican. I'm like, no, that ain't it. Come on. The Navajo, a couple of them tried to sneak through with Navajo. No, that's Navajo. It's a language on the inside, but you've got to have faith. And you have to speak. It's not God coming down like with a big dove and a big flashing light and do-do-do-do-do-do. And, you know, it's like a moment in time. And then you've got to wait for another dove moment. No, man, this is something that you own. It, once you receive it, it just goes in, and you just start getting utterance. It just starts flowing out of you. It just... And then there's divers kinds of tongues. Barbara, sometimes when she speaks in tongues, she sounds Chinese. 
Tom Paya, Santa Carella, he all, you know, Mata, he all, Shoka. And man, she gets in and sometimes she's looking at me. Hiya, Tomah, he all, he all. Like, whoa, 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 Easy, easy, huh? She's speaking something. Some Chinese people over there, her river's going to China, somebody. Come on. There's some diverse tongues. There's some interesting tongues that can happen. I've been experiencing some of that lately. There's some different things that can happen. And so as you begin to get faith for this precious gift, you'll start knowing and, and, and sensing that it's so easy to receive. And sometimes we get stuck with our mind thinking, well, I've got to work it up. But you just got to speak. It's no special anointing on me. It's receiving a gift. I'm just presenting you a free gift tonight of living water in the form of getting your tongue going and you speaking. So you can speak naturally by faith, by releasing things, by saying things, by declaring things. But then there's sometimes you don't even know what you're praying. Man, you're so, you're so stressed out and your pond has been so crazy and you've been hanging out with the wrong folk and the, the thugs and the outlaws. And you're just like, oh my God, I just drank a bunch of stuff. And oh God, you're so messed up. And sometimes, have you ever been there? You don't even know how to pray in the natural. It's like, oh my God, I've been there, Pastor. I've been so stressed out before. I'm like, I don't know what to pray right now. But I do know how to show Rabasi Shiki Sandanama. Father, this is beyond me, and I'm just going to tap into that river right now. Yeah, yeah, and then pretty soon your spirit man inside here gets edified. You're building yourself up. In your most holy faith. You're starting to steer and stir up some stuff that needs to come out. I kind of liken it's like grandma's chicken soup. If she makes chicken soup or she makes menudo. How many know that the good stuff's on the bottom? Right? The menudo's got the good stuff. I mean, if it's real good and they're putting it in thick, you get pretty much a good scoop of everything. I don't like menudo, but I'm talking for Barbara. Okay, I'll be honest. Barbara loves menudo. But... Sometimes you've got to stir up the soup to get the meat up, or the whatever that is. The, the rubber, what is it? Tripe. Tripe? Tripe, huh? Interesting. So anyway, <laughs> tripe. You get that tripe up. And you eat tripe at every spoonful. If your menudo's been a little low on tripe, it's time to stir up the menudo to get in the tripe. Huh? Stew, meat stew. I like, I like, I like, I like chili verde. That's kind of my thing. I, I had it today again, <laughs> like three times since I've been here. Yeah, got the chili verde anointing right here. But yeah, come on now, tripe. Chili Verde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start a food war right here. You guys are fun. But the point is, if you're only getting a ladle full of broth, that's boring. You're only getting a little bit. A little bit of soup. We were at Josh's here the other day, and this guy can make stew, man. It had corn and meat and beef and Every spoonful, <laughs> he stirred it up. He was in that kitchen and just working it, and it got all that good stuff to the top. 
a lot of times we're pond mentality and we only scoop just that little layer and then pretty soon we think there's no more meat in there. Man, and we add water. Let's stretch it. You know what I'm talking about? We add more water, a little more, you know, flavoring. But all the time, the good stuff, everybody do this, is on the bottom. The Holy Ghost, when you speak in tongues, you're stirring the soup. You're just, and pretty soon you get going. And you're going after it. I've gotten lost in tongues before, like going to sleep in tongues. You know, I'm sitting there and Barb, sometimes she'll kick me out. Oh. Hey. Those are the tough times in marriage when you're speaking in tongues too much. You know what I'm talking about? She goes, go sleep on the couch. You quit. quit. <laughs> What's on the inside needs to get on the outside. We're talking about rivers. We're talking about something coming out of you. This has been the secret puzzle all week. I have to let it out tonight because you're ready. We're saved. Some of us need something called a restirring. <laughs> Yeah, we've been down the road and we kind of get stagnant because we're doing our thing. We're all volunteered out, we're tapped out, we're given out, we did everything out. But now it's time to dig deep. It's time to go inside and say, what is it, Lord, this, this week, this weekend? What is it, Lord, come this upcoming Easter? What can I do? What can I stir up? I know, I know Farron... Is a is a is a object of praying in tongues that day, and that awesome church service we had that night. I was so stirred up. You know, your spirit man will get so fired up you won't you don't even know want to sleep. You're just like, oh, I'm like wired. I'm ready to go because your spirit man is starting to overtake your body. And see, because our flesh is fighting against the spirit man, we're always like boxing it out. But when you get built up so much, you'll have a hard time going to bed. And I'm going to tell you what, husbands and wives, little secret. If you pray in tongues together, <laughs> it's spicy. Because your spirit man's on fire. I'm just saying, you're tapping into the spirit of God. And you got two spirits that you're, the two shall become what? And I'm telling you, all of a sudden they're one and you're both hammering down in this tongue stuff. They look better. Your wife will, man, hubby, you'll get up in the morning and be like, wow. Well, I guess that is her. You bet it is. You better watch it, sucker. We're talking about getting full. See, I mean, you need to resurrect those dead bones tonight, man. You start, you don't need no pills for anything with that. You just are on fire. Some of you are looking at me tonight like, oh my God. 
He's given us everything we need. Come on. And for those of you with more than three kids, you know what I'm talking about. Just kidding. We're family. Come on. Stirring it up. You need the power of God. He warns you of things to come. He'll tell you, he'll give you an unction and say, don't go there today. I don't know about you, but with all the crazy stuff going on in this world, I want to know exactly where I'm taking my family and my, my son and my wife. Just uh, not too long ago, um, by the grace of God, I was in Peru and Barbara and Levi showed up and I, I was praying for them big time because we had separated. I went to Peru. They were driving back to California. They met you guys in Las Vegas. And it was the day, they got in Las Vegas the day before that mass murder happened and were blocks away from that shooting. And I was in Peru, but then I was coming back on a plane and heard there was a shooting while they were there. And you know, I was glad to know that I could pray in tongues over that and know that my wife and son were good. And the Holy Spirit said, don't fret, they're good. But a lot of lives were lost. This is beginning to set the tone on how we're led by the Spirit, how the inside has to come on to the outside so that we can live to the fullest that God has wanted to do for us. And the examples of this water was just one piece of the puzzle. And the living water and the, the rivers of living water is exactly what God wants to tap into tonight. So you might say, what do we do next? Well, it's a real simple thing. We have the praise team come up, first of all, get them ready, get them lined up. So you guys start getting ready. They're going to play some music. This is how it's going to go. And so they're going to play a little bit. We're going to worship. And then I'm going to make an offering for you to come up. And Barbara and I, Pastor Bernie and Janice, I want you by us. And we're going, to have, we're going to start laying hands on you, and you're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Does that sound good? Okay. And so then, if you're the first time doing that, it doesn't matter. And if you need to be re-stirred up, the Bible says you've got to fan the flame. Sometimes you've got, to, you've got to get back on track. And the anointing of God's going to hit you, and you're going to, you're going to unlock some things that have been kind of bound up, that have been kind of in there, that are just... You, you, seeming to break through, but I'm going to get breakthroughs in the house tonight. There's some new things. There's new areas you're needing to go. There's new decisions. There's new, there's new assignments. Can we say it like that? There's new assignments that need to be coming into your life. And I believe tonight, through the gift of tongues, you're going to start tapping into that. So I'm going to have the band just play something real light. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.